Welcome to War Games. We will get you ready for your next sales opportunity. Are you looking to win the sales battle? You have joined the right team. Here on the War Games Group, we take the strategies and mindsets from the most successful salespeople and share it with you. With our help, you won't have to fail your way to the top. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that crossed before you. Prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for War Games to begin. Welcome Wednesday War Gamers, Joe Ingram, your host. I am thrilled. I got several VIPs I'm going to bring up on stage with me, and both of them were in the intro video. That's what you got to remember. They're already there, and they're locked in as family members here in War Games. So Kimberly Slavic and Brian, Mr. Subtle Skills. So I wanted to tell you everybody today. So I've, I've got a guest today that I was lucky enough to meet and listen to several years ago. So Matt Koenig is the one that set up Rockstar, the automotive event out in Vegas. Um, I grabbed my one of my trainers and I drove four hours to Vegas, went into the thing, said, hey, I just want to come meet everybody. He allowed me to sit in the back of the room and I was just there trying to meet everybody that was to make them real because they were all social media people. So I was like, OK, great. And then up comes this this woman that is just commands presence, walked in the door and we were like, who's that? Who's that? I had no clue. Okay. But what I found out is it's two-time Olympian national basketball coach of the year, Amazon bestseller. But I think all of us on this screen are, Oh, Brian, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, and I, as we, as we say, the leader of leaders, this is the person that if you are leading a company and you need to be led, this is the individual you talk to. And so let me throw it back up on the screen. Sherry Wynn or Coach Sherry, as some of us know her to be. And so, Sherry, welcome to the to the War Games group. And thank you so much for carving out some time in your day to be here with us. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate you. And I, I appreciate you reaching out and just saying, hey, are you willing to share a little bit? Absolutely. Love sharing. Love, love, love it. Yeah. And I was, I was sitting down going, Ooh, and I saw her post on Facebook on something. I was like, I haven't had Sherry in the war games yet. Oh, I need to get there. And she was like, okay. And who are you again? And I was like, ha, I got a picture me standing right next to you. So let's go throw that up there. And so it was like, Hey, met you over here, did this. And then even Matt said he was so excited about you coming on. He'll be watching. Cause he's like, he, he learned so much from you and you came to the rock star event back then. So He's just in church right now. So he'll be watching later as we go through. Debbie showed up. Yes, this is all the party people. We are here. So let's go ahead and flip this around a little bit this way. And I'll say, Coach, you take over the main spot. There we go. Okay. And then I want you to share. Because one of the things that when it comes to sales, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, even if you're an intrapreneur, right, that Alexa had told us the other day, if you're working for someone or you have to live off of what you hunt, mindset is absolutely crucial. And how you think about yourself and how you believe things will go is very important. And one of the people that is the expert on how are you thinking and how do I recalibrate it and how do we get you to start to decide to win? I mean, it's in her name. Let's be real. 
right? She is all about the win. So, Miss Sherry Wynn, can you please bestow upon us some of the things you've learned? Oh, boy. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> enough time. Well, okay, in a minute I could do it, but we're going we're gonna to expand that minute to 30 minutes. So, yes. you know, we talked about resilience, and this is really the difference between people, right? There, what really earns you value is, is, is not what we think it is. We always think it's behaviors. It's about the value of thought. How you move yourself is really from the value of thought. So how far you reach up into your thought process. So that's your mindset. It's your attitude. It's your understanding. It's your belief set. What do you want to call your philosophy? So I want to give you some ideas about how do you get in that place where you can just not only not only survive what's happening, right? We've had the pandemic and a lot of people survive that. Um, not only survive what maybe the recession that's coming, we don't want to live in survival. We want to live in that thrive mindset. And so that's that's really being able to change the way you think about things. Because Dr. Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. And so this is not, you know, we can't change the way the recession's going on. We can't change the way the pandemic happened. What we can do is change the way we feel about it. And the way we feel about it changes the way that we experience it. So I read a book recently. It was about making changes at any age by a guy named Bruce Feely. And what he said was this, we're all, 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 all of us are going to experience life disruptions. And what he said a life disruption was, he said, look, a life disruption is something maybe like, oh, the pandemic could have been a life disruption or it could have been a life quake, depending on how you responded to it. But it's like, you know, when you had to stay at home and you had to, had to wear a mask everywhere you went, that's a life disruption for sure. Absolutely. And life disruption could be you work for a boss that was really kind of a jerk, life disruption. Your, you know, your best friend who you love dearly decides to move to another country, life disruption. We're going to experience 48 of those in a lifetime, 48 in a lifetime. Think about that. So if you love to be, you know, a little bit under 90, that's one every two years. If you live shorter lifespan, that's one every 16 months, 15 months, whatever. Then he said, look, we're going to have also beyond that, we're going to have we're going to have these life quakes. So life quake is a life disruption on steroids. So think about, you know, something like you have a life altering injury or illness, something that's going to, you're never going to be the same again. That's a life quake. Life quake is your lifelong dream blows up in your face. Life quake. Somebody who you love dearly betrays you in such a way that it seems like it's unforgivable. These are all life quakes. And we're going to experience those at a rate of three to five in a lifetime as well. So it's not you escaping life. Like you're not going to escape your challenges. You're going to have the challenges. That is a given. That's an absolute given. So what we want to know is what kind of tool sets can we have that when these challenges come, that we don't survive them, that we thrive in them. And that's the difference between people who are uber successful and people who are just scraping by paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. So this is the this is the critical thing. What kind of tool set do you have that you can reach into when a life disruption or a life quake comes your way? That's what you want. You want those tool sets that you're able to be different than every other every other being on the earth who's just like, man, we got to survive this. It's coming. What can we grab onto? What we can hold onto? You're like, no, man, I'm gonna not grab. I'm going to like I'm gonna get a raft and I'm gonna enjoy the ride. That's the difference in the mindset. So the first one I want to share with you is this. And if you have something to write down, you write this down because this is a very powerful equation. And the equation is this, E plus R equals O. That's the equation, E plus R equals O. 
And if you can remember this equation, you can understand the equation. This will change your life guaranteed. And what that means is this, the event plus your response to the event equals your outcome. The event plus your response to the event equals the outcome. So people will say, oh man, this is a horrible thing that happened. No, no, no. The event just is. An event doesn't have any emotion. Look, the pandemic did not have any emotion, right? A recession has no emotion. We, the people, us, we, 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 we're the ones who create the emotion around the event. So you get to choose your emotion. Isn't that awesome? You get I to love choose it. I feel like an overachiever because I have more quakes than most on average. <laughs> So I'm thinking I'm thinking the rest of my life should be a lot easier because I took care of them earlier on. There yeah. you go. There yes. you go. Well, Joe, like all of us have them like and maybe you've had more than your fair share and maybe you've been able. It's that very thing that's caused and created you to be the man that you are today. Right. Because the better your tool set is, the easier it is to get beyond anything that occurs to you. If you have less tools in your tool chest. Right. Then it's a lot harder. But if you understand you always have a choice in the response to whatever's going on, and that equals your outcome. So how you view what occurs to you is the very most important thing. Most people, Joe, most people choose 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 to suffer. Yes. That's a choice. Or complain. That's suffering, yeah. right? So when you complain, it's suffering. So the difference is this. There's a difference between pain and suffering. Pain Sometimes it's unavoidable. You're in a car accident. You break your pelvis. Pain, buddy. And it's going to be pain for a while. That's pain. What you choose to think about that creates the suffering. We That's a choice. And so a lot of people say, no, no, no. You don't understand. I got this. No, no, no. I get it. I've been through a lot of physical pain in my lifetime. But it really comes down to what you want to choose to think about it. What can I do from this position? How can I move forward? What does this teach me? How can I grow from this? Uh, what are the good things that occur from this scenario? Like that's a different perspective. So if you use this first tool, right? Just understand that events just are. They don't have an emotion to them. That we create the emotion. And then we can change the emotion and our outcome is going to be different. If we just start from that premise, we use that premise, things will be different for us. And if, when we do that, that's huge. So the second thing I want to share with you today is this, look, if you want something different, you can't remain who you are. You have to change who you are to get what you want, right? Because you don't get what you want. You get who you are. Very important thing. You see a lot of people sit on the sidelines and like you said, Joe, they're complaining Yep. They're angry. They're whining. Right. And so they want something over here. But the reason they can't get what they want is they still are who they are to get what you want. You have to change who you are. So you have to look at what am I, you know, what what kind of energy am I giving out to this? What is it that I am? You know, what is it around me that's not allowing me to have what I want? What do I need to change within me so that I can align with what it is that I want? And a lot of people just aren't willing to go there. True. They're well, not that, willing that's to that's discomfort again, right? So choose it. <laughs> no, it's a choice. And it's also to recognize what's blocking me. 
because we think it's outside events and other people that's blocking us. And that's never the thing that's blocking us. What's blocking us is our thought about the obstacles in front of us. That's what's blocking us. Or maybe it's our own self-sabotaging thoughts that are blocking us. So what's keeping us is what we think, right? So if you if really, if you really understand, hey, thanks, Margo. If you really understand the law of attraction, a lot of people go, well, that's a bunch of crap, right? But if you really understand it, and if you and if you study it, and if you look at it, you can understand that the energy that you get, you are energy. So let's just take this back. When you break down the atom, when you go to the smallest pieces of everything that you are, you're, you, the scientists have discovered your energy. We're energy. That's what we are. So the energy that we emit, that's what we get. And some people will say, well, no, I don't want this. Like I got what I didn't want. But the thing is, you get what you think about most of the time, whether you want it or not. So what are you aligning with? And your mind does not know the difference right? Between the word don't, like it cannot, it cannot in its, in its the negative. Yeah. it's a negative. It can't get that. Can you say, I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be fat. And you're going toward, I, we're going to the very thing you're thinking about, which is being fat. That's what you're thinking about. And that's where your mind goes. Cause it cannot see the difference in the don't Right. So you if you're thinking, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you get what you think about most of the time, whether you want it or not. So we have to understand. Well, I like that. Uh, Lynn, who Lynn, says no such thing as sabotage. If you realize everything happens because of you. Yes, yes. And yes. Right. You are the answer to all of your problems. So we have to understand what we're thinking about and how we're aligning ourselves with things that we're getting. So if you're not getting what you want, you've got to go backwards and say, what am I doing that's stopping me from getting what I want? So I'll give you an example. So recently, like I'm a speaker, I love to speak. I've spoken in crowds as large as 14,000. I've spoken in front of small crowds as well, but I'm getting these people who want me to come to an event. We have a great conversation. Everything's lined up and then they ghost me. Like, holy Hannah, what the heck? What is going on? This happens again and again and again. So I'm like, okay, what is happening here? What am I doing that's stopping these events from happening? And here's the thing, Joe. I've been, I've been, I've been on this book for like two and a half years that I'm supposed to be writing. I am, I am writing. And I keep saying, I need time. I need time to complete this book. We right. had a pandemic. I know, but I was really busy. I was really busy during the pandemic. <laughs> I had a ton of webinars in the pandemic. I had a ton of coaching clients in the pandemic. So all of a sudden, those are drying up. And I'm like, why is this drying up? What's going on? What's going on? Well, but inside of me, what's very, very important to me is to, I promised this book to folks. It's an important book to put out there. Um, and I haven't completed it. And I keep saying I need the time to complete this. And it's weighing very heavy on my heart very heavy on my mind. Well, guess what? The universe is like, here's your time. Here's your time. You ask for the time. Here's your time. So it's me that's stopping these events because I'm not saying I can do an event and write. I'm very clear about that, that I need the time to write. So I created that very thing. So if I want to change that, I have to change that. I either have to finish the book get really crazy heavy on it and finish the book or I need to recreate that I can't do both. Right. And so you can just place the priority on 
speaking now, right, to add more to the book potential later if you were speaking now. And so that way the universe can open it back up again and say, here, let's open the floodgates again. So, Absolutely. I think all three of us are, are guilty of this on the screen right here where we just get caught in the, well, if only I had this and we think about not what we want and we think about what's taken away or what's not there for us. And so, Absolutely. but no, well, that's, you always that's want to go toward what you want, not away from it. And so we get caught up in doing that. And I can tell you as a former basketball coach, you could see this. If you've ever been an athlete, I can guarantee you've experienced this. So your team had momentum. You were winning. You were playing well. All of a sudden, the momentum shifts. The other team starts to play well. And then the players start thinking of, you know, instead of going toward the win, they're going, we can't lose. And they're focused on not losing, which is different than focus on winning because everything has changed. Like, I have to make the shot. I need to make this play. The pressure changes. The way you think changes because you're not going toward the win anymore. You're going away from the loss, right? And so if you've ever experienced this, you know how this works. Well, that experience is the same thing in our lives. We just don't recognize that we do it. There you go. Our friend Margo, Cargo Margo there. (laughs) Yay, Margo. Yes, athlete analogies. It works a lot because people, you know, there's very few people who don't at least know what an athlete looks like or have watched some sort of game in their career. And most of us, you know, crazily, this is a stat I read the other day. 75% of all Fortune 500 CEOs played at, were an athlete at some level, high school or college. And that number rises to 85% of women CEOs. So there's a reason, right? There's that learning mechanism that goes on through sports because you're going to experience failure as an athlete. It's normal and it's natural, which is one of the tool sets that you want, right? One of the tool sets we've talked. So we've got E plus R equals O. We talked about that. We talked about you don't get what you want. You get who you are, which is very important. So the next thing to talk about is, is to understand that we have to elevate above failure. We cannot let failure determine what we're going to do. And unless we tell, we take, we take that whole idea of failure as the moment of elevation, because that's what failure is. Failure is the moment of elevation. And most people don't see failure as that, but failure is that moment of elevation. It's the very moment that we need, the very moment that we need because it makes us expand. I love it Fanship. because we've been taught failure is bad as opposed to it's where it's how you, how you rise. Right. So right. that's how you get to that next level that's there. So no, that's absolutely. Amazing. And so staying into failure and what happens for most people is that their gap between failure and recovery is really far. And so to be the best you can be that gap between failure and recovery has to be like, almost instantaneous it has to look like this rather than like this and what happens to most people is look we we get so we get so caught up in beating ourselves up i should have done this i was better than that i can't believe i did this those are all terminal terms that we need to like absolutely get rid of like they should they don't they don't belong in our vocabulary 
what belongs in our vocabulary is, oh, that was interesting. Next. Right. Like, that's it. That's interesting. Like being curious, like, oh, yeah, you know, I need to learn this from this and I need to go on because that's it. That's it. It's just that, you know, people go, how do you do that? I'm like, well, A, here's what I've learned is, and this is not an excuse. It's just reality. I'm human. So I don't want to accept that, though. Well, what do you mean, Joe? I, I want to feel that I'm a more more than just human. So I, I want to be superhuman, right? There's an S on my chest. I just can't show it because, you know, Facebook guidelines and stuff like that. So, <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Is that uh, is that we we are there are certain things we're going to experience as humans. We're all going to die. So, Joe, whoa, you're not going to die. Whoa, whoa, whoa. If, if I die. We're all I'm going to die, okay. right? That's that's the human experience. Have you ever known anybody who hasn't died? No. Okay. So that's- I've known some people that are still in the middle of living, but yes. Well, yeah. Yeah, I understand the philosophy behind that. But physically, yeah. there are some physical yeah. things, right? We're going to age. There are things we can do to help us age better and differently. We're going to age. We're all going to have some sort of- uh, you know, physical disruption. So that could be an illness or an injury because that's the nature of the human body. So, and also the nature of humans is that we're going to make mistakes. That's the nature of being a human. Now, the difference is how fast you choose to recover from the mistake. So when I look at it and I go, wow, like, hmm, you know, I made a mistake. I don't need to beat myself up for three days to get over it because that's not helping anybody. That's not serving me because it keeps me caught in the mistake and it's not serving anybody else who's trying to communicate with me at the moment. But if I can realize, look, the process of being human is that we're going to make mistakes and I can learn from it and get and recover from it faster, then I'm going to be that superhuman that you're talking about, Joe. Absolutely. Right. So one thing that Kimberly brought up, she just didn't want to unmute. So she's probably got some noise over there, but she brought up an excellent point and I wanted to bring it up too. So she said, maybe that is why so many people break records during the Olympics because there's so much emphasis on winning gold, not coming in at second or third. So their mindset is I'm going for the gold. I'm going for the gold. I'm going for the gold. And they end up exceeding what was believed to be expected because Mm. they're chasing to make sure that they're ahead of anyone that's close to them. As opposed to, I don't want to lose to that person. It's I've got, to, I've got to win, and I've got to get the gold. Well, so I would say I'm good. going to like I'm going to win, right? Like I don't I don't have to. It's just I'm going to like. There's a difference between I've got to, you should, you must, you know those kind of pressure words. Like there's a difference to go. I'm going to win. Like as it's matter of fact, right. a matter of fact, you're stepping into it, uh, and so you're living in the moment of it. You're accepting it as if it's already happened, right? I am winning. It was even better. Like I'm winning the gold. I'm in the moment of it. I can feel it happening long before it ever occurred, right? Sometimes we just don't even, uh, you know, one of the things we don't do, Joe, as you said, that is we don't define what we want enough. Correct. Correct. I'm putting your your, uh, website up on there because I know there's a whole bunch of people right now that are going to be going, Joe, how do we get <laughs> how do we get a hold of Sherry? How do we get a hold of Sherry? Well, so let so, me offer this to anybody who listens, and I hope this is okay, uh, uh, Joe, on your part. 
part is to offer them a free, uh, one free coaching call. Now, let me back up. It's not free. So everybody goes, oh, yeah, free. Oh, there's a catch. There's a catch. So what you have to do for me, you take the coaching call. You must rant and rave about me to other organizations and associations and people. So it's not free. You got to promise to do that. If you promise to do that, I'll give you a free coaching call. So that anything that we've discussed, if you've got some some inabilities, if you can't figure out what it is that's stopping you from living your dreams, I can guarantee you three takeaways in our discussion that will help you. Right. And so in return, what you do is you are going to rant and rave about me. So that is the deal. To find me, you can go to the winningleadershipcompany.com that he's got coming scrolling across there. Just go to the contact place and just tell me that you saw me here. And then I'll contact you back with a calendar. Okay. That's amazing. That's Thank you for that. Yeah. You guys yeah. really need to understand the value of what she just threw out there and said here. Right. And it's a small price to pay to say, hey, rant and rave about her. Because guess what? It's social media. You can go out there. You can screenshot this. You can do a call with her, screenshot the call, put it out there and say this, this changed my life. And I believe that Sherry will change your life. You just have to be ready for it and understand that and I'm going to, I'm going to take this and say this without actually clearing it with Sherry, but I think she's going to hit you where it hurts and identify <laughs> it, identify what you're trying to avoid. She's going to find and those, one of those three things you'll go, ouch, but it's going to be what you need to hear because you can't get to the success that, that Sherry has had without having the tough discussions and having that tough discussion with yourself. Yeah. Well, it's all within you. I mean, yes. this is the thing that we have to understand. Like it's all always within us. And every answer that we're seeking is within us. We just think it's somewhere else. And that's yeah. where that's where our pain comes from, our suffering comes from, right? Is we're thinking only if when this occurs, then everything will line up. Well, it's got to line up within you before it can ever show its face to you, right? It goes back to that whole thing. You don't get what you want. You get who you are. So you got to change who you are to get what you want. It goes back to that belief system and that, that lining up, which takes, look, everybody wants the easy button. Like, well, the easy button is working on you. That's the easy button. Cause you know what? Working on everybody else doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's too dang hard. And you'll all, that's good. That's, Failure written all over it, but working on you, there's success that's going to happen there. And yes, look in the mirror. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult. It's a little challenging. You're like, oh man, do I really do that? Did I do that? Do I say that? Have I been there? Yes, yes. And yes, you have. That's okay. Like that's right. okay. It's, it's, it's when you get to the point, you can say, this is what I've done, or this is what I do. That's the only place you can make the change. That's the only place you can make the pivot. Right. If you're still trying to deny the things that you do, there's no possibility ever of moving forward because you got your head stuck in the sand and that exposes the rest of you to the world. You're the only person that's not seeing what's happening. Wow. That was great. That was great. And I'm, I'm going to summarize on one of the things too, because it hit me and I process out loud as everybody on war games will know. They'll be like, the guy talks about all this stuff. Yes. This is what I got. Okay. So every answer is within you. Okay. And the success of the coach is the ability to say it in a way that you recognize what's in you. Because how many times when you said something, I was like, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. And it's like, okay, but why am I hearing it for the first time if I knew that? Or I knew it to be true when it was said. 
And so it's like, yeah, I, I look at the, your, your formula, right? The event plus your reaction equals the outcome of what's going on. So if you look at that, to me, I always do this and it drives my wife crazy because my wife is very reactionary, right? And so, and I'm the one that I put a space around whatever event is happening, right? To try to give me time to react. So I don't laugh in comedy movies when something funny happens. I'm like on delay, <laughs> and so I'll wait five, six seconds so that I don't miss the next thing as I start to laugh. But I think when you looked at that and you said it's your response that's driving because the event has nothing, right? It's just an event. Then having space around what's happening to you allows you to decide your response. Absolutely. And so when well, I look at that, this, this is what I'm getting from you, coach. All right. This is what I'm getting from you today. So, well, that's when we're human beings and not human doings, right? When we're human beings right. is that reflection, it's the sitting in silence, it's listening, it's uh, the meditation, it's yeah. the time, it's the pause, but we're too busy being busy to stop and hear. Absolutely. Miss Kimberly is unmuted, so we got something. We, we, hit a, we hit a chord. Yeah. Well, no, the whole thing hit a chord. I'm just... I try and hold it all in and, and let Sherry talk as much as she can because I'm a sponge. So Sherry, I've been in sales and sales leadership my entire career. And the thing that is rampant in the world of sales is poor sales leadership. And the leadership has a tendency to browbeat, threaten, you know, if you don't produce, you're fired. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's kind of a bully approach. And a lot, a lot of my personal leaders have been former athletes. And mm. there was one guy um, that was yelling at me so much, he was spitting in my face. And <laughs> I said, he said, um, I, I get it. You're a, a, a former professional football player. And, you know, you have a bad half. You go in at halftime, the coach screams and hollers, gets your adrenaline going, and you go out and perform. Mm. And that's how he was coaching us. But it wasn't mm. working on me. It shut me down. Sure. You have been coaching a lot of leaders in, mm -hmm. in this post-basketball career. Mm -hmm. What do you advise to leaders that take that kind of leadership approach? Well, you know, it worked. Here's why it worked in athletics is because in that short-term thing that happens in a game, that anger can override every other emotion that you have, right? Because it's such a powerful emotion and so a lot of times when people play with anger, it shuts down doubt. Okay. But that's a very short term uh, response to, to something that lasts a game doesn't last that long. Right. When they get a chance to reflect on it, the player's really mad and they're upset at the coach and they're like that with jerk, blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't work when you've got people who are working with you daily weeks, months, years, that approach doesn't work. Because you don't need anger to silence you, to silence your doubt. What you need is you need people who understand and have compassion and are there to help you grow and to remove the obstacles that you have that are not allowing you to get what you want. So if you're truly a leader, you're thinking about what is it they need from me so that I can remove the obstacle that's preventing them from getting what they want. That's true leadership. The other is stuff that just happens on a, you know, on a court for short term Let's get angry so that we can shut down all that doubt and you can go crush the other team. Then you can work on the belief during practice 
to get yeah. past the doubt. So no. Yeah. Thank you that for that. Crazy. Sales leadership needs you badly. <laughs> well, you. yeah, you know people. I'm right here. Yes. We're gonna do. rant and rave. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. It's all my way, uh, Kimberly, and you know, I'll give them a free coaching call. And uh, if I don't blow their mind with the call, then that's my deal, right? They get that opportunity to step in and to have that opportunity to see how they can grow and, and where they can go with it and how much difference they can make. They really want to double productivity. Then you have to understand what it is you need to do so that you can help your people get there. Cause it's not about you. It's always about your people and knowing your people. Absolutely. Well, I would, I would follow you. I wish you were, you had been one of my leaders in my past. Well, thank you. That was so kind of you. Much appreciated. Fantastic. Okay. So if there's any other questions, I'd say guys, throw them into the comments. Um, but you guys have been throwing up everything and I, they, we don't have a lot of questions. We just have, wow, that was great. Right. This thank is you. really cool. Right. This was great. Right. And we're having a human experience. So everybody is going with you on this ride. So you didn't, you didn't shake up anybody, but you really resonated with a lot of people. And that's the, the energy side and what you're bringing to it is that, you, you spoke truth and everybody got that on this side. Well, so thanks, Joe. Anytime, it. anytime you want me back, let me know. I'm here just to support you and to, to, you know, help you grow and help you find the best within yourself. So thank you for this opportunity, by the way. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So much. Thank you for delivering so well. Yes. So I appreciate you, Miss Kimberly. Thank you so much. Right. Everybody else that's out there right now, listening, those on the replay and whatever, it's now time for you to go out and sell something. So there you go. <laughs> Thanks coach. Thanks Kimberly.